Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 74 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Hebrews chapter 10 today, and our focus is on how we can draw near to God. So this is a daily 10 or so minute podcast where we dig into God's word one chapter a day and discuss it. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Madhya Pradesh, India, Tamil Nadu, India, Southeast United Kingdom, St. Louis, Missouri, and Dallas, Texas. Thank you all for listening. Please do think about sharing the show on social media or with friends by word of mouth and consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Before we get to our main topic for today in Hebrews 10, I would like to mention the last verse of this chapter and bring up a topic we've covered before. As you might remember, Hebrews 3, 6, and 10 are collectively known as the warning passages of Hebrews because they were filled with some of the starkest, most pointed, and most sobering passages in the entire Bible not to fall away from Jesus. There's strong talk of judgment here and a powerful warning to Christians to not live a life of deliberate sin. It's frankly scary. Many have used these passages to argue that it is possible for a saved-by-Jesus person to become unsaved. As mentioned before, I don't truly believe that a saved person, a genuinely saved person, will lose their salvation because God is able to save to the uttermost and because our salvation does not depend upon our strength to hang on to the saving rope of Jesus, so to speak, but it does depend on the gracious and tenacious mercy of Jesus. That's it. There is no doubt that the warning passages indicate that people who talk, look, and appear as Christians in every way can and will fall away from Jesus. From the perspective of others, it might look like they have lost their salvation, but I do believe something different is at work, and verse 39 seems to give us a clue as to what. Verse 39 of Hebrews 10 says, But we are not those who draw back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. Those with genuine and saving faith will be saved, and those who draw back and are destroyed appear to lack that saving faith. Does that mean maybe that they had it before and lost it? I don't think so. I believe in the perseverance of the saints, and I also believe in the warning, sobering warning passages of Hebrews, so let them stir you and I and up and exhort us and awaken us and warn us as we read them. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible, Since the law has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the reality itself of those things, it can never perfect the worshipers by the same sacrifices they continually offer year after year. Otherwise, wouldn't they have stopped being offered since the worshipers, purified once and for all, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? But in the sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins year after year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, as he was coming into the world, he said, You did not desire sacrifice and offering, but you prepared a body for me. You did not delight in whole burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, See, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, God. After he says above, you did not desire or delight in sacrifices and offerings, whole burnt offerings and sin offerings, which are offered according to the law. He then says, see, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first to establish the second. By this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Every priest stands day after day ministering and offering the same sacrifices time after time, which can never take away sins. But this man... 
after offering one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. He is now waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. For after he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days, the Lord says, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds, and I will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. Now where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of our faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. For if we deliberately go on sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire about to consume the adversaries. Anyone who disregarded the law of Moses died without mercy based on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think one will deserve who has trampled on the Son of God, who has regarded as profane the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know the one who has said, Vengeance belongs to me, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember the earlier days when, after you had been enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to taunts and afflictions, and at other times you were companions of those who were treated that way. For you sympathized with the prisoners and accepted with joy the confiscation of your possessions because you know that you yourselves have a better and enduring possession. So don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward. For you need endurance, so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. For yet in a very little while the coming one will come and not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he draws back, I have no pleasure in him. But we are not those who draw back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. So here's our big question of the day. How can humans draw near to God? And it's not a trivial question. Ask the average Hebrew person following Moses during the Exodus, and that Hebrew would probably shudder and express their disinterest and fear with the idea of following God. They wanted Moses to talk to God because they were afraid of him. And there was one other reason too, and we see that one in Exodus 19, where verse 16 says, On the third day when morning came, there was thunder and lightning, a thick cloud on the mountain, and a very loud blast from a ram's horn, so that all the people in the camp shuddered. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was completely enveloped in smoke, because the Lord came down on it in fire. His Its smoke went up like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain shook violently. As the sound of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him in the thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai at the top of the mountain. Then the Lord summoned Moses to the top of the mountain and he went up. The Lord directed Moses, go down and warn the people not to break through to see the Lord, otherwise many of them will die. Even the priests who come near the Lord must consecrate themselves or the Lord will break out in anger against them. 
So why would God not want his people to come near him? And the answer is God is completely and utterly and totally holy. And no sinful person can survive anywhere near him in his presence. In the next chapter, though, we see the people's response to God's nearness to them. Exodus 20, 18 and 19. All the people witnessed the thunder and lightning, the sound of the ram's horn and the mountain surrounded by smoke. When the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. You speak to us and we will listen, they said to Moses, but don't let God speak to us or we will die. They're so scared of God there that they don't even want to hear his voice. Well, what's changed between now and then? Did God just kind of mellow out and get chill in the New Testament? How did we get to where we are in Hebrews in the New Covenant where we can now draw near to God? Well, let's reread a small part of Hebrews 10 beginning with verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Jesus has opened a way into the direct and intimate presence of God. What's more, as we talked about yesterday or the day before, his blood has cleansed us from our sin so that we don't stand before God spiritually filthy and covered with our guilt. What's even more than that is... His righteousness, his total and utter and complete obedience has been imputed or credited to us so that now we have the righteousness of Christ. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow, how the tables have turned or how the turntables, as my kids and Wayne Gretzky like to say. How can we draw near to God? We are enabled to draw near to God by what Jesus has done. His blood has opened the door into the sanctuary, into the very presence of God. Praise his name and do not become weary in following him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Well, thanks for listening, friends. Let's end with our memory verse for March, Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him since he always lives to intercede for them. Amen and amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.